Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on it's January the 9th, 2013. For newcomers, always I suggest you make good use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You'll see a bunch of other sites listed there. They all carry audios for free download and they carry transcripts in English of a lot of the talks I've given for print-up. If you go into AlanWattSentinel.eu, you can get transcripts in other languages of some of the talks I've given. And remember, too, you are the audience that bring me to you. You can keep me trickled by, and trick, trickle on, I should say, by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and donating, hopefully, as well. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use personal checks, remember. You can still use um, send cash. You can send an, use an international uh, postal money order from the post office. Use PayPal. And across the world, you've got Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal. Remember, straight donations are really, really welcome as we go through these austere times, which are only starting, really. But that's the big agenda, because you see, we've had it too good, they say. And as far back as the 1970s, the Club of Rome came out with their their post-consumerist plan for a post-democratic society and world, and that's what you're in today. Under this guise of martial law, etc., you're in this post-consumerist society as you go into austerity, and eventually the idea is to make you pay so much for energy, consumption and carbon taxes and lots of other things too, that uh, all your spending money will go basically on bills. That's the the big elite's plan for all of the people of of the world, except for themselves. Of course, they're exempt from most of it themselves at the top. And that is their brave new world they're bringing us into as they experiment on us and with us, depopulate too, sterilize across the world by various means, overt and covert. And uh, and the people are kept entertained as we go down the tubes, basically, by simple degeneration. Everything you look on television now is, is just degenerated to such an extent you, can actually, you can't call it entertainment anymore. It's just pretty disgusting. And that's what the folk are used to today. And it's not by accident either. It's not just for high ratings and, and, and lots of money. Uh, the companies that gave you culture got into this industry a long time ago to destroy the dominant culture so they could take over themselves. And it's happened. It's all finished. It's all over. It's already here. And the old culture is gone. The old morality is gone as well. And and now you're at the mercy of the specialists and experts that work for the elite because they manage all the chaos that's caused by the destruction of peoples across the world. Quite simple, really. Good war plan, though. Very good strategy. It works awfully, awfully well. It's also been used even in ancient times, the same techniques, by those who know all about it. And they've never lost these. Uh, they, never, they never ever throw away the data or the how-tos uh, down through the ages. Uh, it's actually taught in special little uh, quiet universities here and there. 
how to do it all. So we're going through the big, big changes. This is the century of change, 21st century. Uh, academia, mainly in the States and uh, in England, London, anyway, I should say, have been probably on about the century of change since about 50, 60 years from the last century, because this is a century of change. When all their big long-term plans were to come into being, where the world would be run properly by experts and specialists, and and the labouring class basically will be guided uh, into from school to work into whatever work is deemed appropriate for them, if there's any work there at all. In fact, they actually had lots of plans to to make sure that you're not you wouldn't even be born if they wouldn't even need you in a certain area. And uh, you you'd be surprised at the amount of science, so so-called science, and expertise and papers that's been churned out over the over the years on the coming societies, like the coming world order, many, many terms for the same things. And the big boys mean it, because you see, they run it all through money, something no one wants to touch upon, especially the ones who actually control it. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, we're cutting through the matrix and with all the talk now on, on the next step to for gun control in the US, which really is the last step, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a Fabian style step by step or not it's all to do with the last step, because even as far back as the early 1900s uh, when the communists had taken over the Soviet system, the communists inside the US were working hard to do the same thing there, and they talked about essentially having to disarm the general population in order to take over the states. And I, I never understood why, not to, until I really delved into the reasons why, but, but why people like the state, or a country like the states, or, or even Britain, would allow in a party that was dedicated to overthrow all existing systems of politics. I, I mean, in other words, it was subversive and, and treasonous, and yet they, they, were, they were allowed to have their parties in there. And it wasn't until you realized that the, the guys who already owned the banking system of the states in London uh, controlled the Communist Party as well, and all of the people who pushed it. It's quite something to read. Anyway, they talked about disarmament back then, and they couldn't get their way, so they thought they'd do it through the, I say, the Fabian-style step-by-step, down a little bit of time. It doesn't sound so bad, the first little bit. But eventually they want to go into psychological testing and so on. And when you hand over your mind to someone else who's got a political agenda to fulfill and getting paid for that, you're not going to be diagnosed as being very mentally well, believe you me. And politics enters everything, all the sciences. The sciences are completely politicized, all of them, especially the environmental sciences, completely politicized. So is psychiatry, psychology, and so on. But... um. As I say, the showdown obviously is coming, and uh, and we'll see what happens in the states. And that's what I've been saying for years. That's why they've been building up an eternal army in the states for about thirty years now, building up one, starting with the little SWAT teams, and then the multi-jurisdictional task forces they call them, and and on and on it goes. They even have annual competitions between the big big forces inside the states. So, I mean, they're going to be used. That's what they're there for. It's nothing to do with terrorists. Uh, it's to do with the homegrown guys that they've been on about that won't go along with the new communist uh, uh, fascist system. It's both the same thing, to be honest with you, socialist. But bankers love socialism because uh, the governments are dependent then on going to the, the big money lenders for money every year. Every president, prime minister does it. 
to the banker's cap in hand. And the guy who rules the money rules the whole country. That's what Rothschild basically said, and he knew that a long time ago. That's how they do it. So along with the loan comes a lot of provisions, etc., etc., and money rules everything. And as long as the hands, the, the money is in the hands of the same clique for centuries, it's going to be the same agenda that you're living under. And no one will change that. In fact, that would cause a war to change that system. And they're not going to, they're not going to allow that either. But as I say, with gun control too in the U.S. and with the kind of violence they have in the U.S. and, and they have unique problems in the U.S. as well. And um, there's going to be a lot of violence if they do get the firearms off the people. There already is a lot of uh, violence in areas where they don't have firearms to protect themselves at homes. There's places like Louisiana and some cities down there, New Orleans and so on, where people go around door to door till they find a person that will open it and they just shoot you and then rob the place. And that's common. that's common down there. And here's an article here. Uh, if this happens after gun confiscation, you know we'd have one dead woman and her children as well. And it says, on Friday, January the 4th, an intruder broke into a home in Atlanta, Georgia. While the male rummaged through the home, a woman hid her twins, nine, in a crawl space off the home. The mother of two's uh, terrifying day began when she heard two knocks at the door. Assuming it was someone soliciting, she told the children not to answer the door. The man continued harassing the family by repeatedly ringing the doorbell, prompting the woman to call her husband at work. He immediately advised his wife to hide and get the children in, inside you know, in, in uh, the, the crawl space. The husband then called 911 to report the disturbance while the mother's children uh, and, and, her, and her, ch- her children and uh, they crawled into the crawl space near her office. According to authorities, the man then forced himself into the home using a crowbar. The burglar, Paul Slater, finally made his way upstairs to the woman's office in the attic. Opening the closet door in the office, Slater came face to face with a woman armed with a 38 revolver. The woman then fired six shots, five of which hit Slater in the face and neck. Uh, the county sheriff, Joe Chapman, confirmed the shooting and stated that Slater was still conscious after being shot. Most, I guess most of them must have grazed him. Chapman went on to say that the guy's face down, crying. The woman told him to stay down or she'd shoot again. Slater followed her instructions until he heard her leave her, the home with her children. While they ran for the neighbor's house, Slater fled the home, made it in his car and attempted to get away. He didn't get too far and police officers arrived on the scene and found him bleeding in a neighbor's driveway. Chapman stated when you got five bullets in you, it makes you kind of disorientated. The Slater was transported by ambulance to Gwinnett Medical Center and is expected to survive. The woman's husband, Donnie Herman, spoke with Channel 2 Action News. He says, she says my wife's a hero. She protected her children. She did what she was supposed to do. See, there's no argument about this. There's, there's no argument, folks. You know. Sheriff Chapman was impressed with the woman's ability to protect her family. She says that the mother's instinct kicked in. You go after her mother's children, and she'll find herself capable of doing things she never thought she was capable of. I'll put a little video up as well, and you can actually hear the calls going back and forth with the police and so on as this was all happening. But uh, this is pretty common in the States because there's a big welfare population there. There's a massive drug problem with them too. Most of the robbies are to do with guys that want money or things to sell for drugs. And um, that's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And lots of folk are going to die and already have died if they're not armed at all. Because once you've seen their faces, and you think about it too, um, the woman saw the guy's face. He knows it. And the children saw, what was he going to do? Was he going to kill both of them? Both the children and the mother? That's probably what would happen. 
you see. But you see, the big agenda is a totally disarmed population. You understand, when you read the big boys at the tops books, and they churn them out, believe you me, for amongst themselves to read, uh, they talk about all of us as a mass at the bottom. And they don't identify with us in any way, shape, or respect, or form, or respect at all. There's none at all. There's no empathy. This is us, like insects. You see, that's how they see us. And all the little strife you'll have with with interfamily quarrels, all these things, uh, drugs, violence. That's all just part of that beehive down there. You see, and uh, and these. So they expect, and there'll be big statistics of crime, etc. And the thing is, they're not going to allow you to do anything to stop it yourself. You're just a statistic. That's what you come down as. Well, you're just part of a statistic in that little colony down there of ants or bees. And the police are supposed to deal with everything, which, of course, they can't do. They even admit they can't do it. Their job, actually, is, is in, as police is to come and investigate a crime that's been committed. Well, that's no use to the victim at all, of course. So remember, when logic doesn't, when things don't match up with logic, there's always an ulterior purpose for the big push at the top. And believe you me, uh, for, from governments that have disclosed so many of their the think tank plots that they've hatched up in the past to get wars going. And these are official reports that have been declassified to get wars going. Like shooting down a plane and blaming the Cubans so they could invade Cuba, things like that. These are all officially out there. Uh, you think that, that um, causing shootings at school isn't within their grasp too, or their reach? Of course it is. And you have to really look into it, because all these shootings, the people are always on the same drugs, they're always seeing psychiatrists, often psychiatrists who are related with the military. And um, yesterday I read an article where a woman in, in France, uh, a psychiatrist, had was charged and convicted, because this psychiatrist uh, was treating a guy who wanted to go and murder, murder a particular person, and he was deadly serious about it, and had a history of violence, and... Uh, and she didn't report it to the authorities when he ran off to do the very job. And he did. He went for his victim and, and smashed them up and cut them to pieces. So that's where the, the, the law should change. They want to call themselves a science in any way, shape or form. They should be held responsible for the actions of their patients when they know darn well that these patients are, are filled with rage and violence. Don't go after the collective punishment that the Soviet system used. And by the way, that is a sign of socialism and communism, collective punishment, where the whole society is, has laws passed on them because of a few. And you can't have that. You can't have that at all. It's like that taxi driver in England I mentioned that uh, had a quarrel with some of his passengers. And he eventually, when they got out, he turned his car around and ran them down, ate them. Uh, what they're going to do, ban all taxi drivers? Ban all cars from the road because they're away? No, you see, that would be collective punishment. And it would always be for an ulterior purpose of it. It just wouldn't make logic otherwise. So there's always an ulterior, ulterior purpose on the go. And the big purpose is because now, and, and the U.S. really, you can't imagine, the U.S. cannot can't imagine, people in, this, in the, the system there can't imagine how people in Europe have been living for years under because they already have been under austerity for years, most of them. They've never really had a long break of, of um, acquiring uh, goods and so on, uh, like they did in the U.S. and Canada. But they, they've really been scrounging, and they get a few years here and there, and it's back to austerity. So the U.S. can't imagine what they're going to be facing with all of the laws coming in, and taxes and everything else.
the big boys who plan it all always look ahead to see what the repercussions are going to be from the public. And they're ready for all of it, believe you me. So that's why they have to disarm the people as well, apart from the fact that, and, and it really is instilled in the American psyche. Uh, from all the early talks from Jefferson and others about the right to overthrow tyrannical governments. That's part of their, 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 their system. And it's true enough, if a, a system becomes tyrannical, they're supposed to, by, by their duty, overthrow it. Think about all these things. Because America is unique. It's unique in that. It's different from Britain and all other countries. It's unique that it was started off to, to get away from tyranny. And provisions were written into their, their, their Bill of Rights and so on to make sure that they could do the same in the future as overthrow a future tyranny. You cannot put Britain and compare it with the U.S. and vice versa, as some uh, con men try to do. Back with more after this. I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and another article too is about the Democrats looking for one trillion dollars in new revenues. I'll put that up tonight as well, and uh, they've got a whole bunch of other plans up their sleeve. They'll have to bring in value-added tax down the road too, because everyone in this new global society, according to the Royal Institute for International Affairs, that set up this, this system, by the way, in the Council on Foreign Relations, always mandate value-added tax. And uh, and that's a that's an incredible tax on everything you purchase. Even if you're making something from raw materials, it's taxed on every step of the transformation to the finished product to the customer. And they just rake it in on, on every change of hands, any product at all. Massive quantities of tax money on value-added tax. But, of course, they always say they've not got enough anyway. And understand it's not meant that you ever, not that you could, it's not meant that you ever could uh, clear up your debts. No country can. It's not set up that, not with compound interest. It's meant to, to keep you in debts so that a few can manage and rule over you. That's the whole purpose of the big banking boys. That's all they care about. And technically they're giving you nothing anyway except putting little bleeps in your computer. Okay, let's put so much money into your account, that's it. That's for your nation. You know, just a joke. But you've got to pay them back in gold though. Now, this article came out from the U.S. as, as it hype out all, every kind of crisis you can imagine. Uh, because uh, you understand, uh, government departments are cancers. And when you get something out of the ordinary that happens like, oh, it's terrorism everywhere, then every department starts to explode and, and, and multiply in, in the military uh, style. And they, they see threats everywhere. Ultra paranoia, but there's always big money involved in it. You always find that too. But U.S. officials says Canada is under EMP threat, electromagnetic pulse threat. Can you imagine that? Eh? So they have to tell us that we're under threat. It said U.S. official is sounding the alarm over electromagnetic pulse attacks that says Canada is under threat. An electromagnetic pulse is a powerful pulse of gamma radiation that can hit the Earth in the form of a natural solar flare or a nuclear weapon detonated high in the atmosphere. Countries like Russia, Iran, North Korea, China have this weapon. So does Israel. We know that the North Koreans got it from the Russians, security expert Claire Lopez told Sun News Network. Lopez served on the Congressional Task Force on National and Homeland Security for the EMP threat. You got a job for everything, eh? 
We know as of last month that the North Koreans are capable of staging an intercontinental ballistic missile with a range to reach the United States and Canada. Well, this is old stuff. They've had that all through the Cold War. Scientists say the charged particles from an EMP event can knock out satellites at the least and obliterate the power grids and all electronic equipment at worst. So there are, under, there are estimates that made that within a year of such an event, two-thirds of people affected would be dead from lack of health care. <laughs> Clean water, we're getting poisons, it is proper food, it's all GM, you name it, uh, Lopez said. With only a single warhead needed to cause a continent-wide blackout and mass suffering, Lopez says Canada and the U.S. should take action to shield the power grid. In other words, more cash for the big corporations and it says, if the U.S. grid begins to go down because the connectivity in your grids, Canada could go down too. Experts say that metal shielding can be constructed around the power lines to redirect any radiation away from the vulnerable infrastructure. So they're really worried about this EMP threat, apparently, it's like it's a brand new thing. And all these countries have it, you see, so we're, all these countries over there have them. And then I look back, it, it rung a bell in my head. Uh, all these countries overseas are going to do it, you see. So, United States EMP missile fries PCs and electronics in a trial run of microwave weapon, it says. No shrapnel, no explosion, no building collapsing, no lives lost. The US is way ahead of all the other countries. It says, in what Boeing is calling a new era in modern-day warfare, a missile has fired bursts of high-powered microwaves at buildings and fried their computers and electrical systems without damage to the structures themselves. The missile is known as CHAMP, or Counter Electronics High Powered Advanced Missile Project. Its makers are looking to one day change modern warfare by defeating electronic targets with little or no collateral damage, including loss of civilian life. And this is the successful test was carried out at the Utah Test and Training Range, 16th of October, that's last year, by Boeing's Phantom Works team and the U.S. Air Force Research Lab, directed to Energy Directorate, along with Rayathon. Of course, they have to be in a Rayathon K-Tech, which supplied the high-power microwave. The hope is that such technology will in the future deliver a sucker punch to enemies' laser syst- or systems before soldiers' boots hit the ground, said Keith Coleman, champ program manager for Boeing Phantom Works quoting the company's write-up of the test. And they go on about what Boeing, uh, as they just uh, praise it and praise it to the high heavens, how wonderful it is. So there you go. Uh, You know, here's the previous uh, article, as I say, uh, the U.S. warning Canada about EMP threats because of all these countries over there where the U.S. is way ahead of them with a a missile they can fire. And and along the pathway that goes, it knocks everything out. Not bad, eh? An, art, an article here, too, is called the Mer- America is being systematically transformed into a totalitarian society. I would put that very, that's putting it very lightly, to be honest with you. If someone were to ask you for an example of a totalitarian society, how would you respond? Most Americans would probably think of horribly repressive regimes such as the Soviet Union. No, they wouldn't, not today. Because all the youngsters, and actually folk in their 20s now, have been taught in school that the Soviet system was a great experiment that really helped the people. Because all the communist ones that came over from those countries were teaching in the U.S. universities. Then they say Nazi Germany. Everyone knows that one because it's always in the movies. Communist China, East Germany, and North Korea. But the truth is that there's one society that has far more rules and regulations than any of those societies ever dreamed of having. In the United States today, our lives are governed by literally millions of laws, rules, and regulations that govern even the smallest detail of our lives, and more laws, rules, and regulations are constantly being added. We'll go over some of these when we come back from this break. 
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix, talking about the totalitarian society that things turned into across the world because one country supposedly was hit by terrorists coming in with aircraft. The whole world changed immediately and uh, we're told nothing would ever be the same again at the very first day that happened by some bigwig in the, the U.S. government up there. And this says here in this article, uh, that uh, on the national, state, and local levels, Americans continue to elect elitist control freaks that are very eager to tell all the rest of us how to run virtually every aspect of our lives. According to Merriam-Webster, uh, the, dic- the dictionary says, following is one of the ways that the, world t- the word totalitarian is defined. It says, off or relating to a political regime based on subordination of the individual to the state and strict control of all aspects of the elite, or of, of the life, I should say, and productive capacity of the nation, especially by coercive measures. And that's true. You see, they've already deemed the United Nations the individual is a problem. They want you to be a collective and a collective mind, like a beehive, you see. And it says, as I say here, but uh, the part two is what's just interesting, is especially by coercive measures. See, all laws, all laws have, have a threat behind them. There's two steps to it. One is the threats. If you don't comply, then there's actual brutal physical force to make you comply or, or to put you in prison or whatever. That's how all laws work. And this is the best they can do in the 21st century. So it says, and that's exactly what we are witnessing in America. Nearly all aspects of our lives of the economy are very tightly controlled by a bunch of control freaks that just keep tightening the control with each passing year. So if you still believe America is free, consider some of the things that are legal in America today. Starting January 1st, it's now illegal to, to make or import 75-watt incandescent light bulbs anywhere in the United States. I got an email today from a guy who, who was talking about the 200-watt bulbs you use for the floodlights for your, for your homes, for intruders and so on. You see ones that were that would go for 1,200 hours, I think, they were, they were valued at. You can't get them now. They've been cutting down to, to half that, that length. So they're only, they're only half the, the life as the old ones, which means some companies get a great profit there. You know, In Oregon, it's illegal to collect rainwater that falls on your property. In New Jersey, it's illegal to have an unrestrained cat or dog in your vehicle while you're driving. If you milk your cow and sell some of the milk to your neighbor, you could end up having your home raided by federal agents. In Miami Beach, Florida, you must recycle your trash properly or face huge fines. It's worse than that in Britain. They're eventually putting some folk in prison. You teach the rest to go along with it. All over the U.S., cops are shutting down lemonade stands run by children because they don't have the proper permits. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, one unemployed woman had her survival garden brutally ripped out and carted away by government thugs because it did not conform to regulations. I read that article when it happened. Over the, in Massachusetts, all children in daycare centers are mandated by state law to brush their teeth after lunch. In fact, the state even provides the fluoride toothpaste for the children that, that helps you lower their IQ, of course. At one public school down in Texas, a 12-year-old girl named Sarah Brewster Mentis was arrested for spraying herself with perfume. Arrested, folks. A 13-year-old student at school in Albuquerque, New Mexico, was arrested by, for police by burping in class. She got arrested. Luckily, they never taser her. You know, all over the U.S. cities have passed laws that actually make it illegal to feed the homeless. That's true. That is true in certain places, California especially, places like that. It's illegal to feed the homeless. 
See, understand everything that happens in this little beehive or anthill down here of us, with elite way up yonder, as they demolish any middle class in between, which is always what we call the communist goals. It's safer that way. But it, but they wanted to demolish the middle classes, and then there'll be the ultra elites and the masses of poor. And that's and they've pretty well been successful. They're almost there. But they don't want you feeding the homeless. You know, so only government authorized agencies can do anything like that. It's like FEMA saying uh, during the New Orleans disaster that uh, when all the farmers turned up, masses of school buses from all over the state turned up with food and everything else, and also to take the people out, uh, and they'd practice emergency drills for years doing that very thing. They weren't allowed in to take anybody out. And you'd be arrested if you tried to do it because you weren't qualified to do that. So with each passing year, the number of decisions that we're allowed to make for ourselves gets smaller and smaller. This includes some really fundamental things, such as basic health decisions. For example, the CDC will soon recommend that nearly every single American be vaccinated for the flu every single year. The following is from a, a recent National News article that tells you all about it. And it says these recommendations are often made into, or into mandatory requirements by school districts and employers all over the country. Will employees all over the nation soon require all of their employees to take these vaccines each year based on these CDC recommendations? It's already happening in the healthcare field. Hundreds of healthcare professionals all over the nation are being fired for refusing to take certain vaccines. It doesn't matter that there is a tremendous amount of evidence that many of the vaccines are dangerous. Many health professionals today are being faced with the choice of either submitting to the recommendations of the experts or losing their jobs. It's going to get worse than that, too, because eventually with your ID card and everything else, they've already said on it that uh, they can put all your health care data in there, too. And eventually, under anti-terrorism, you'll be required to carry it everywhere you go. They already do that in countries like Denmark, uh, sorry, Holland. They have to carry it with them everywhere. You can't get on a bus without it, or even in a taxi. And with the readers that are there, they'll read if you have had your latest shots. If you haven't had your shots, you won't get in. The alarms will go off if you couldn't get your groceries. I'm not kidding you. That's going to come. That's the big agenda. This is one of the biggest changes that small businesses will be dealing with in the next couple of years is Obamacare. Small businesses have been cutting back hours in an attempt to get around a new requirement contained in Obamacare. And it gives you examples from a new story that was published earlier this week. What they're doing is cutting you back from under the, 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 the mandatory 40s or 40 hours or whatever to under that. Then you're not eligible for, for you're basically a self-employed employee, if you like. You have to pay your own taxes and so on. And the, the company wouldn't have to make up all that extra money on health care. That's happening all over the place, too. This is the IRS has announced it's going to make it very hard for employers to avoid these new Obamacare regulations. According to new IRS rules, all firms that have at least 50 full-time employees or an equivalent combination of full- and part-time employees will be required to provide health care for the employees and their dependents. The following is, is and I'll give you one for a story from New York Times article. I never go into the New York Times because they want you to sign in. And, uh, anyway, I'll put this article up tonight too. And it's only one of many out there. And I'm sure the listening audience is well up on all of these things which are happening. And I've mentioned many times before too, but the, Liver, the Liverpool Care Pathways is a, a, a system in Britain, all over Britain, where you put into a ward where they starve you to death, basically. Because uh, it's cheaper that way. And it's all to help bring in the euthanasia pill, by the way. All the debate about it is for folks to say, oh, people shouldn't die that way. Then the doctors, well, you see, they're terminal anyway. And then they'll come to a comfort. Well, yeah, if you give them a pill right enough, they can just put them out of their misery. And that'll save the National Health Service a lot of cash. 
You see, you cannot be uh, dependent on the state anymore in this brave new world. You're either a producer and consumer. If you're just a consumer, then you're, you, you're just like a bank book that's in, in the red, basically. So anyway, this is a way of death worth fighting for. And it's, it goes on about the pros and cons of the Liverpool care pathway. Lots of the patients aren't even told that they've been put on it. They don't tell their relatives as well. And the hospitals get cash incentives for putting them on the pathway and getting them bumped off faster. That way they can save cash. That's the value of human life, folks. You're just a renewable resource, you see. And when you're not producing and paying taxes and so on, then you're, you're just, they don't believe in keeping pets around, and that's how they see you. They don't even see you like a pet. They don't even see you like the, the average farmer sees his farm animals. It's beyond that. These are psychopaths at the top. It's in their, their culture. It's in their genes, I think. Depends with you. And police in England, uh, they've been cutting back the police officers, so they've been putting them in the post offices and in supermarkets as their, as their station. Scotland Yard building, it says, is to close 65 police stations to the public across London and move its front desks into post office and supermarkets as part of proposals to make £500 million budget cuts. In a blueprint for the future, they'll see the role of a detective at the Yard, once considered to be half the finest investigators in the world, apparently downgrade. 1,200 more constables will be put into boroughs and neighbourhood teams will be boosted by 2,600 officers. So, Everybody's going to austerity, but you must keep these people on the payroll because, well, Lenin said it, and so did uh, uh, Stalin as well. The first, when you when you have a totalitarian government, you must pay number one your teachers, your teachers, folks, very well, because they indoctrinate the next generation to be obedient servants of the state. Then next must be your police force and your military. Essential. So they're not axing the cops, they're, they're simply upgrading them and moving them off to other places, basically. And Obama appoints the first ever assassinations, or I, I would say the first one I've ever admitted to, because I'm sure it's not the first, uh, first one. So he's appointed John Brennan as the sole person in charge of designating people to be assassinated on Tuesday. Most recently, he probably spoke out about the drone program, calling it moral, ethical, and just, and has been known in the past to be uh, to back the use of CIA torture to extract information from alleged terrorists. For those folks who want to see what terrorism, what uh, torture produces, you should go into the, the 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 old videos to do like the Soviet story and so on. And you'll also go into the, the mock trials they had in the Soviet countries, China and uh, Russia, where you, you would see people who were alleged um, counter-revolutionaries, but members of the ex-members of the party. They were convicted of things. And you'll hear them parting to the most outrageous, crazy things, just, just like Winston and George Orwell's 1984. That's what you get from torture. They'll, they'll eventually admit to anything that you want them to say. It's a contrary report from the Associated Press. John Brennan has now seized the in choosing who will be targeted for drone attacks and raids. The report revealed that President Obama has designated the sole authority to designate people for assassination under the U.S. top-secret assassination program. And the Associated Press describes that the effort concentrates power over the use of lethal U.S. force outside war zones within one small team at the White House, it says. Now remember, too, you have to go into uh, authority. Everything you'd find on the word authority, folks, because... 
when you read the big books by the authoritarians, the ones who brought in this system, and the philosophers that were all on board with them and who turned out the books along with them, they talked about, and the United Nations and the League of Nations before it, they, t- they said that the United Nations eventually will have the sole use of, of uh, lethal force allowed in the world. No one else will be allowed it down the road. Only the authorities will be allowed to use lethal force. That's part of the reason, too, they want complete disarmament amongst the general populations. That is the goal. So I'll put this link up tonight too about the, the new assassination czar. And um, also this one here. This is happened to him in Iceland uh, in December, but no one really chided about it. And Ricky Juvik says, Two former executives in an Icelandic bank which collapsed in the 2008 financial meltdown were sentenced to jail on Friday for fraud which led to a $53 million euro loss in the first major trial of Icelandic bankers linked to the crisis. All three of the small North Atlantic Island's top banks collapsed in quick succession October 2008 due to big debts incurred during a rapid overseas expansion. This is Glitner was the first to fall off the collapse of Lehman Brothers caused, and it caused international credit markets to freeze up. The Reykjavik uh, court sentenced uh, Gittner's former chief executive, Laris Welding, and former head of the corporate finance, uh, Goodmunder, uh, Halton, Halt, Halteson, is called, each to nine months in jail, of which six months were susp- suspended for two years. They had denied the charges. And it's, that's, uh, uh, it's a cheap get-off, believe you me, it should have been years. Because the folks who lost their houses across the world still haven't got them, folks. They're on the streets, a lot of them. Prosecutors said two, uh, the two approved a loan to a company which owned shares in Glitner so that the company could t- in turn repay a debt to Morgan Stanley. All these banks are borrowing and lending from each other. Decision taken outside the regular decision-making process made, meant Glitner was too exposed to the company and cost the bank at least 53.7 million euros, which is 43 million pounds, the prosecution said. The sentence was less than the jail term of at least five years demanded by Icelandic's uh, special prosecutor who's looking into alleged wrongdoing connected to the crisis. So, at least they're doing something, but it's a slap on the wrist, isn't it? And then, this article too is to do with uh, the, the con of man-made global warming. I've mentioned it before, I've touched on it. Just for years, the elites of the West have cranked up the myth of man-made global warming as a means, first and foremost, to control the lives and behaviours of their populations. And that's exactly what it's for. This is knowing full well that their produce in China and selling the West model and its consequent spiral downwards, this is the West, and wages and the standards of living, it was unsustainable. That's just how the West is going. The elites moved in to use this new so-called science to guilt trip and scaremonger the populations into smaller and more conservative forms of living. In other words, they coasted them into the poverty that the greed and treason of those said same elites was already creating in their native lands. What a better way to staunch protests at worsening economic life and life conditions and to make it feel like an honourable job or duty of the people to save Gia. At the same time, they used this so-called science as a new pagan religion to further push out Christianity, which they hate. And that's true, the ones who rule the world do hate Christianity more, more than anything else. 
and despise and most of all fear. It says, Gia worship, the Earth Mother, has been pushed into popular culture, oozing out of the West for a better past of the part of the last one and a half decades. It's a, it's a religion replete with an army of priests called government grant scientists. That's true, that's what they all live on is these grants. Various groups have fought back and includes, uh, include Russian hackers who published a huge database of UK government scientific and university emails depicting the fixing of data to sell global warming or so-called climate change is it called now. Um, and while taking a hit after hit, the beast like Al-Qaeda will not die. As a matter of fact, the beast is on a steady comeback as it's quite useful during the downtime recession. The U.S. alone spends $7 billion each year on warming studies, they call them studies, which is in truth nothing but a huge money laundering operation as no real science is conducted and a vapid alarmist report, the only product generated. Amongst the newest claims of pending disasters is a cry that ice packs are now melting at three times the rate of the 1990s, even though there has not been any significant warming in the past 20 years. Greenland's ice pack melt-off has been linked to volcanic activity under the ice, which is heating it. It must, it must be the Magna Men and their SUVs. These facts, however, do not phase the Gia crowd and their elite government backers. The fact that a superstorm hit the northeast U.S. is also being played as evidence of global warming. And that's true. I mean, I mentioned about the one that happened in the 1800s. It was far, far bigger that hits New York. And it happens at least once a century. Always has. Just thank God that before uh, global warming, no such things ever happened. How are they to explain that Russia and Eastern Europe are projected to have the coldest winter in 20 years? It says, oh, but I doubt my Western readers are even aware of that. Now their economy is in a spiral of debt, late in non-manufacturing recession. It says the leaks who censor losing their grip on, on all this stuff is pushing out more inquisitors for the global warming sciences, etc. Back with more after this break. Folks, I'm back, and we're cutting through the matrix. I should mention, too, that Brennan, I mentioned earlier about the assassination czar. He's now, I think, head of the CIA as well. But he's another article here, too, to do with vaccinations. And, and, and it's incredible when you go across the world and the fallout to the vaccination strategies that are, again, all headed by the World Health Organization. And we know, too, there's even been shootings in Pakistan uh, of people coming in trying to vaccinate the people there because they don't want to become sterilized or to get sick. Interesting. This is in December the 20th, 2012, a vaccination tragedy hit the small village of Gurun, located in northern Chad, Africa. According to the newspaper Lavoie, out of 500 children who received the new meningitis vaccine called Men Afrivac, at least 40 of them between the ages of 7 and 18 have become paralyzed. The children also suffer from hallucinations and convulsions. Since the report, the true extent of the tragedy is coming to light as parents of these vaccinated children have reported yet more injuries. The authorities in the area are shaken as citizens set fire to a sanitary administration vehicle in a demonstration of frustration and anger at the government's negligence. She says, we wish that our children would get their health back, shared the patient of a sick child. So there's a response of folk who, who see what's happened to their children. You see? And the West, they all sit back and, oh, well, I guess we'll try a lawyer. And, and this is a natural reaction they have. They have that even in India, too, and so on. 
It says Menafravac is a new vaccine manufactured by Serum Institute of India Limited. According to the Meningitis Vaccine Project, it's the first vaccine to gain approval to travel outside the, go- the cold chain. Not the gold chain, but the, I mean, it's gold for the guys who make it. But it's a cold chain, meaning the vaccine can be transported without refrigeration or ice packs for up to four days. So the meningitis A vaccine, known as Menafravac, and created to meet the needs of Africa's meningitis belt, can now be kept in a controlled temperature chain, as the claims, at temperatures of up to 40 degrees centigrade for up to four days. It says the data on the Menafrica vaccine is further backed up the, by the World Health Organization's website and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation website. Well, you can breathe easier now, eh? So why does this information differ vastly from the information given on the manufacturer's website? Serum Institute of India Limited stated under the section marked storage, it says men Africa vac should be stored and transported between 2 to 8 degrees centigrade. So there you are. They've been transporting it at room temperature. And it's supposed to be between 2 to 8 degrees centigrade. It says protect from light as well. The diluent should be stored at 25 degrees centigrade. It's recommended to protect the reconstituted vaccine from direct sunlight. Do not ex- exceed the expiry date stated on the external packaging. And the story from Inside Africa says Mr. M, the cousin of two of the vaccine-injured children who currently remain critically ill and hospitalized, explained that many of the children reacted within 24 hours of receiving the vaccine. He said at first the children vomited, then complained of headaches before falling to the floor with uncontrollable convulsions while bent over with saliva coming from their mouths. He shared that on December 26, 2012, the Minister of Health and Minister of Social Security visited Guru, bringing with them two members of Parliament. He said that after some discussion, they decided to evacuate approximately 50 paralysed children <laughs> to a hospital over 300 miles away in Jamena, the capital city of Chad. He added that the government responded to the tragedy by paying the parents money in a desperate bid to silence them. Silence them. Further stating that many of the parents are traumatised and confused. Well, you see, that's what they do. They're doing the same things in Latin America, where there's really very poor folk. They have no education, and they're told that they're, they're, we're here to help you, you know. And sometimes give them cash incentives and all the rest of it. And this is what they do to them, as they target the populations of the third world, because they've already targeted the ones of the first world countries. That's almost done. Apart from that, they don't want to breed now, anyway. From Hamish from South Frontier, Canada, it's good night, me, your God, your God's school with you.